you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in Coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Six defensive backs out there. See what they do with Mike Williams. Same deal. He goes out wide right. Skandrick covers him. Inside its gates. Out wide left. Travis Benjamin in the slot. Tyrell Williams. Rivers in the shotgun. Looks to the right for Mike Williams. Throws to Mike Williams. Caught. Touchdown. Touchdown, Chargers. Mike Williams with his third of the day. David. Football. Football David. The Dave Damashek Football Program. Available on Apple Podcasts and at NFL.com slash DDFP. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Oh, the Chargers had a very nice 2018 and into January of 2019 until they headed to Foxborough. Nevertheless, the hopes are high for the Chargers in Los Angeles and across football America, despite the football gods' vindictive ways against these Chargers. Eddie Spaghetti's behind the glass. He was also out with me a couple of days ago at Chargers camp in Costa Mesa, California. We caught up with Joey Bosa, one of the great pass rushers in all of pro football, one of the rising stars in pro football. A lot of people are calling for big things out of Mike Williams in year three and uh, brand new Charger, Jerry Tillery, fresh from South Bend, Indiana. We caught up with all three of those fellows. We'll be kibitzing. It's uh, Chargers Palooza here on the DDFP today. It was a grand time down there, wasn't it, Spaghetti? We always have a blast whenever we go to Chargers camp. That's a really nice setup there. They gave us uh, three uh, awesome players. Uh, we had three great interviews. It was a, uh, a very nice day. We even saw DJ, too, down there. It was yeah, I was going to say, you know, you heard the voice of Matt Money Smith there a second ago. His radio partner, Daniel Jeremiah, we had the occasion to kibitz with him for a little bit. Two. What a thrill. Yeah. Re- really down to earth guy, I feel like, you know? Yeah, I'm a big fan of his. They got a great uh, duo there for their radio team. Now, as I say, the football gods, I don't know why they seem to always have an axe to grind against Phil Rivers and company. We remember probably the biggest one was when Phil Rivers went into that AFC title game, perhaps even better than the Patriots, the way things were shaping up until LaDainian Tomlinson was hurt. Phil Rivers had the bad knee and uh, came up a little short against that team. And ever since then, it seems between bad kicks and ill-timed uh, you know, field goal misses and uh, um, and, and more than anything else, the injuries, the plague of injuries that uh, that has uh, befallen this team continues. Now, one of our very favorites here, we've uh, gotten to kibitz with him a few times. In fact, we talked to him for, what, 45 minutes at the Super Bowl on a DDFP. Derwin James, right now, in my opinion, one of the five best defensive players in all the NFL. So it's sad to see him down. Although, I guess if you want to 
dip your toe into those into those magic waters and see it as half full rather than half empty for once as a Chargers fan. Derwin James, perhaps he returns just in time to play hero, kind of coming out of the bullpen to help out what already should be a very good defense. On the other side of things, no Melvin Gordon, and it sounds like from the reports that there's not going to be Melvin Gordon through the rest of this month and into the season. We'll see when or if that even resolves itself. Otherwise, we were talking on the last show, Eddie Spaghetti Behind the Glass. In this new age, there are trades now. People actually, big-name guys get moved. Who knows, by the time you're listening to this, perhaps Jadavian Clowney has been moved to these Chargers. That doesn't exactly make sense based on their needs, but he could be moved to one of many other places. There are rumors about where Trent Williams may go, whether or not the Patriots wanted them. But you know what? Like I say, this is all spaghetti. This is about the Chargers, uh, this podcast, not about the news and notes around pro football otherwise let's get to it in just a second like I say the um, preseason I've been saying it all this season I say it every August it's a lie for your eyes don't get seduced by what you think is positive or negative it's not probably going to equal anything that you see come September and beyond um, so uh, so be wary of that it's it's the Civil War reenactment um, so uh, so you know be cautious in your enthusiasm or your depression about what you're seeing from your favorite football team I'm talking to you Detroit Lions fans about the depression side and speaking of another one now people are jumping off the cynics are already off the Kyler Murray bandwagon. He is uh he and uh, his pals are going to be playing the Vikings this weekend. The spaghetti. Uh, you know, one thing that's ha- the Houston Texans and the Dallas Cowboys. Wouldn't it be great whether or not they add a, a two games to the regular season? Wouldn't it be nice? I've long called for this. Wouldn't it be cool to have rivalry week? Take a page totally. from college football. Yep. And have regional rivals play each other. Los Angeles every year. In the regular season, though, I'm not talking about the preseason jive. I'm talking about do it in a game that counts. And it's just, it happens the same weekend of every year. I don't care when you want to do it. Um, and I'll leave that to Kamish Goodell. But Texans and, and Cowboys play each other. Yeah. The, the, you know, what do we want to call that one? The, the Lone Star, the Lone Star Bowl. That's fine with me. Could go Lone Star Bowl. The Chicago Bears and Indianapolis Colts are playing this weekend. You know what that one is? That's the I-65 Bowl connected by the uh, by the uh, by the interstate there in the Midwest. That's an easy three hour drive, two and a half. If you put pedal to the metal, Um, the 49ers are playing the Chiefs. That's the Montana Bowl. There's not much of a. I mean, that's kind of like a regional one. It's not I, I, my, Joe is who I'm talking about. Spaghetti. That is what I was going to say. It's very confusing to the average fan. The Montana Bowl with the San Francisco. Someone of your age. Yeah, there was a great uh, quarterback once yeah. named Joe Montana in uh, in the sport. Um, Seattle and the Chargers. What's their connection? They're playing each other. That would be they used to be in the AFC West together. Did you know that, Spaghetti? Did you remember that? Are you enough I of did. a historian that, that the yeah. Seahawks used to be in the same division with the San Diego Chargers? You know that the Chargers used to be in San Diego I, I did before we went to visit yeah. them. The Steelers in Tennessee are playing each other. That used to be a great rivalry, late 80s. The Oilers, the Houston Oilers and uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers um, used to catch up with each other there. Anyway, some uh, preseason games. So it's pretty much the only weekend of preseason that's really relevant. And if you're the savvy fan, not if you have a special mojo to make these things so you do not you you want to pray to the football gods this weekend because this is where your starters I mean some of the old school teams but now like Frank Reich and other guys are yeah. jumping in like we're I'm not playing these guys why risk injury in a sport where very large human beings run on run into each other on purpose why would I possibly jeopardize their especially health? with Andrew Luck like he's just like I'm gonna put all my guys in bubble wrap and that's the end of that that's right and uh but uh, so for uh league-wide let's hope there are no injuries uh on, on any football fields at any point but uh, it's it's especially vexing when it happens in uh, in exhibition games um here's you know what I always say spaghetti and I'll say it to you now uh the Here's my argument against preseason games, the necessity for them. I think it's very fun to for, you know, if you don't get to go to regular season games and you're lucky enough to get a preseason ticket. All right. It's still cool to go to the stadium. It's kind of like the JV 
experience. Sure. I remember when I was a little kid, my old man would take me to the preseason games, you know, because they didn't matter much. And I had no I, I had no idea the difference. Um, I think that it'd be fun to implement a policy where you bring maybe a few lucky ticket holders down on the field for a quarter. Yeah. You know, to watch. I think that's great. That would be a fun. That'd be a fun event. People would be into that. You talk about the ratings through the roof. Um, and my argument against preseason games and again, the necessity for them, if they if they were essential, if you had to have them, then why don't college football teams play them? I mean, that's a very good point. The, the one thing I will say, though, that I underestimated their importance, and I guess some position coaches do love them just from the recent hard knocks. I mean, even Gruden was going crazy to watch Glennon versus Nathan Peterman. I remember there's a, a, a quick cut about the tight ends coach wanted to see one of their tight ends play another an extra series and stuff like that. So the the super like you call them the football hardos like the guys in the league actually do care about the, the position battle so I'll, to the, the right the secondary level guys right. yeah it makes it it makes it compelling to watch those guys my concern is just don't ever put your starters out there no, never no because then it ruins your season right before it even begins is if your QB as a totally. for instance yeah. goes down it's terrible but anyway let's uh, let's get into it with the Chargers by the way as always uh, this DDFP presented by Zaxby's famous chicken fingers wings and salads forget all this jazz everybody out there buzzing about this chicken or that chicken this week from fast food places go to Zaxby's that's where it's at spaghetti knows it so do I and make sure you check out at NFL.com slash DDFP all our video content from this week we do a full video show each and every week and we're doing it all the way through the season so make sure you check that out nfl.com slash ddfp is how you track that down and uh, go back and listen to our earlier podcast from this week we talked to uh, to handsome hank hodgson back in the studio where he provides well how many did he do five. seven he oh he five. only did five I, he, did he five said five teams that are definitely not going to the playoffs eddie spaghetti went the extra mile did 13 did 13 I gave you one. It's the Jacksonville Jaguar. Spoiler alert. I still have several more to go before uh, before it's all said and done. But I will tell you the teams that are definitely not going to go to the playoffs. By the way, I looked at I uh, looked it up there, Spaghetti. Last year, and it's good news. Actually, it's good news if I call your team out. Don't get upset, people living in Duval County, Florida right now. It's usually pretty good. I, I, I bat about 500 on it. Last year, among the teams, I said definitely not in the postseason. Colts, right? they were in. Chargers, right? Did no. I no? No, so I didn't say Chargers. Our friend uh, uh, Andrew Raby, DDFP Red Flag on Twitter, gave right. us the link to it. So you're 2018, no playoffs for you. Chicago Bears, uh, wrong on that one. Giants, correct. Buccaneers, Bears, correct. Right. Seahawks, Seahawks. Uh, Three, yeah. Cleveland Browns, Indianapolis Colts, and Buffalo Bills. Boy, oh boy. Um, yeah, and the Browns almost made it too. Mm-hmm. That would be that would be even more embarrassing if I went. <laughs> I, if I was on the wrong side of uh, 500, I can't even pick the teams that definitely are not going to the playoffs. Now, easy to laugh in my face, but I defy you to do the same thing. Put your money where you want. Well, not your money. I don't want you to lose any loot on it, but your dignity on the line and see if you can name six teams right now. Eddie Spaghetti, like I say, really went out there. I'm rooting for you, Spaghetti. That'd be awesome if you could get to double digits of teams definitely not going to the playoffs. Well, all of Hank's teams are on my list, so it's like I just picked a couple extra. I picked, you know... Both the the Jets are going to be fine, but they're in a division with the Patriots, so that's gone. They have to fight for the wild card. The AFC West is a couple teams I think are good. The AFC South I think has at least three teams that can make it, so it's just a tough road for them. The Giants, I'm kind of doing that reverse psychology, and then other teams like you know the Raiders, the Broncos. The you like the Niners this year, but I don't think the Niners have. What if J- so Jimmy G? So let's say Jimmy G stinks. He's just a a, a proves. I think to he's be, league average. Yeah, he can. He proves to be just a. a mediocre at best QB. They never get off the ground. They miss out. The Seahawks, they don't really have much of a defense right now. It's a little bit of a secret, but they don't really have an exceptional defense this year, which they've been predicated upon over the years and questions at minimum about who's going to be catching Russell Wilson's passes. They could be, it's conceivable that they wouldn't have a great year. Now you're only talking about the Rams. My point being, I can talk myself into right now, the Arizona Cardinals being this weird player come come late uh, November. We've seen it many times. We've seen RG3 take the 
skins out of nowhere. Why couldn't uh, Kyler Murray repeat that feat? When you're when you have a young athlete like that who can run away from pressure, it negates or marginalizes the lousy offensive line. A gaggle of pass catchers, David Johnson, and at minimum on that defense, they have all sorts of veterans all around the field there. So I could see that that's how in my head I am about trying to figure out who's not going. The Dolphins aren't going to the playoffs, but outside of that, who's not going? It's really hard to divine. The only, but I would say to that, the Cardinals versus Seahawks is that you're really comparing Kyler to, to, to Russell Wilson. I'm going to take Russell Wilson. I'm also going to take Pete Carroll, who's a veteran coach who hosted Cliff Kingsbury. I mean, the Seahawks have enough in the running game with Carson Penny. Uh, I know that DK Metcalf just had knee surgery, but Tyler Lockett will get a ton of catches. I hear you. I'm just telling you, I could see. I can they see both have the, holes. I, agree. I can talk myself into the Detroit Lions being a player. No way. They periodically in the Matt Stafford era make little runs at the playoffs and and sneak in there. Maybe they maybe they could. Maybe they just are a power football team this year. There's three teams in that division that are way better. I know last pod too with with Hank, you guys are doing. I don't know Aaron Rodgers. The Aaron this new uh, this new experiment. They they blow out McCarthy. They start new. It's a complete flop. There go the Packers. The, I'll, t- I'll tell you the legit troubling signs of Matt Nagy. I think they are so consumed by this kicker thing. It's got to be a detriment. It's as though he is convincing the message he is delivering to the team is we were just a kicker away last year. If we can just get that right, we're going to win. I feel like it's taking your eye off the ball. I could see things not going well because now there there's a full season of what Matt Nagy's tendencies are as a head coach. And then the Viking, we know again, Kirk Cousins in the second half of the season was lousy. I think the assumption that it's a well, it's a Kubiak offense that I buy into that that's going to suit him. And Dalvin Cook's going to be the main man in that offense this year, along with those uh, high end pass catchers and everything else and a very good defense. But we don't know. What if that team repeats the way it played in 2018? Now the Lions are players in the division. No, I mean, it makes sense. I think the Vikings are the most complete roster in that division, um, but it does heavily rely on what Kirk Cousins does. But I am also very high in the Bears this year. I know you guys are talking about Jimmy G versus Mitchie. And I think Mitch Trubisky doesn't get enough love for what he did. Like the guy missed a couple games. He only played 14 games last year and he's almost ran for 500 yards. His running ability plus, um, you know, him throwing for over 3000 yards. I think he could have a really good season. They drafted David Montgomery, too. I know they shipped out Jordan Howard. David Montgomery and Tariq Collins are pretty good duo in the backfield. I, I like the Bears team a lot. All right. I mean, I'm going to give my proper picks later on. Are you ready now, though, Spaghetti? I'm going to do one right now. Really? Give you a Surprise. team that's not going to the playoffs. All right, let's yeah. see if it's on Wild card. Before we get to Bosa, Mike Williams, Tillery, here is team number two that is definitely not going to the playoffs this year to join, unfortunately, out on the golf course, the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm sorry, 2019 Cincinnati Bengals. Mm-hmm. No playoffs for you. I know Maurice Jones-Drew is on board with what you're trying to do there. Yes, you're next. I just, I again, now I can talk myself into the Lamar Jackson thing doesn't work. He could very well get hurt playing that kind of style. And then I don't know, do they fall into the great abyss? I'm not exactly sure about them. Ben Roethlisberger and company can't shoulder things without Levy and Bell and Antonio Brown and his Levy and his, I mean, his Antonio is for Antonio as Maurice has <laughs> forecasted. Uh, they, uh, you know, they plummet and they only win six games. Now we're talking about the Browns and Freddie kitchens. We don't know what they're going to be. Maybe the Bengals are players. You know what? Too late. I've done it now. I don't like the recurring injuries for AJ green, their best player, uh, at least on offense. I know Joe Mixon is uh, forecasted to have a big year. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, well, you know, see, I can really. No, nah, I think I think it's a really safe pick. I don't like the Cincinnati Bengals at all. They're also on my 13 team list. They, they just, might not stink, but getting into the playoffs is is the order. Here. I, I'm saying they're definitely. I not think going. it's going to go real sideways. I think they're in the running for the top pick. I think it's, their all line's really bad. And if you can't get Mixon going, you're you're just you're toast. All right, let's jump into it now with these Chargers and uh, Spaghetti. We know what the Chiefs did last year, a whisker away from making their first Super Bowl appearance in half a century. Patrick Mahomes back for year three. More speed for him to target uh, in the in the pass game and upgraded defense at least. I do think that they're going to 
be better rushing the passer. And for all that ailed them last year, they did have the ability on occasion to chase down the quarterback. Once they would get the lead, they, they were decent at doing that. They replaced D Ford. And uh, I think that uh, they're, they're probably better set now to, like I say, generate a pass rush in 2019. That's one team, the Raiders. You've been watching them on hard knocks, by the way, I've been getting the hit up on social media. Have I now changed my opinion on, uh, on Antonio Brown after, watching hard knocks like no what would change it for me it's enhanced i mean that he said that he seemed lucid and pleasant to everybody that's kind of the thing is that you don't know when he's going to flip flip a switch switch. exactly yeah that's kind of the knock on him i think that's exactly what mayock and gruden and everybody else was reacting to during that episode oh he's a growl see he's back everybody wait wait he's not at practice why (laughs) now like that that's the point yeah if he's unreliable, it's it, it doesn't have much value to you. One minute he's hugging uh, Richie Incognito, the next day he doesn't show up to practice because his uh, his shut helmet wasn't uh, the one he wanted. It's it was bizarre. Yeah, this reclamation project for Richie Incognito and not much Vontez Burfick so far. They had they um, actually did show one clip of them him. Uh, I saw Vontez with with Antonio Brown. Too. I saw him, but they reminded me. Wow, I thought Vontez would be much more prominent. Which to I, me was just, like, are they trying to push that these guys are good guys? Like it's a weird thing that they wanted to include that. I, I don't think films. Have, I really don't think that the we you know we've had those guys on. Yeah, we've sure. had the gambler Ken Rogers yeah. and uh, Keith Cosro and everybody on here talking about. It. I don't think they have any agenda to do uh pr or propaganda for anything i mean i i no i don't i don't really think so either but I, to me it's just how do you it's more so just how do you if you're antonio brown how do you not hate montez perfect like he i thought would be his number one most hate i agree guy entirely well that, but but it's the victim thing that he's doing now it's like oh it's like i'm the enemy in the state he's now blocked me on twitter you know how dare i mean oh, really goes, you didn't bring that up uh, oh no no yeah i did not know that my my friend a b that's All right, so, friend is maybe so, too far, but I've always gotten on famously with AB. One year ago, we were at the you know the Madden, and, uh, uh, and he was like, he's delightful he's all, to he was, me. He's awesome, so, yeah, you know. So I didn't I didn't necessarily knock him. I just said blaming Roethlisberger for the fallout is is uh, missing the target. But anyway, so AB, I mean, you can see he's a he's a charming fella, mm-hmm. but. But the inconsistency is enough. And uh, Mark Caballi, our pal who's been on here before over at The Athletic, has a great piece up about why the absence of Antonio Brown probably will lead Roethlisberger to fewer interceptions. I know that's not the common wisdom, but that is, in fact, I keep saying it. Go back and watch 2018 tape. Watch the throws that Roethlisberger makes, and you say, where was he looking there? Mm-hmm. Who is the target on that? It, it, an outsized percentage of it is Antonio Brown, and it's because of inconsistent route running. Anyway, so there you have the Raiders, and, you know, the defense might be all right, but are they going to the playoffs? I don't know. Um, and then the Broncos should have a good defense, and is the offensive line good enough to, you know, they have two nice backs now. Yeah. So I guess it's the QB that is there undoing. It's just right? the yeah. It's just they're going to give it to Flacco, or they're going to try to put Drew Locke in there by week you know five or six. I don't know. I, I don't know that I can close the book on uh, a Fangio um, a, a, a de- to turning that defense back around and making it dominant. They still have some nice pieces. They do. There. Von Miller and Bradley Chubb. That's a good place to start in in the 21st century brand of football that requires a pass rush more than anything else on defense. No matter what Mina Kimes might argue against, when we, we got to get her booked before we uh, sure we before up. we kick things yeah. off. Um, all right, let's uh, let's start kibitzing now with a guy who I found to be lovely. You know, uh, when I was walking up for this interview, um, he uh, he beat me to the microphone. And uh, and he said, yeah, come on, Dave, let's go. And uh, I knew we were in good shape because he was sassing me before we already before we had even begun. Here he is from Ohio State. I'm sorry, the Ohio State. It's Joey Bosa. Dave. Dave. All right, here we go. Look who it is, everybody. One of the Look great sack masters in pro football. That's right. That's what yeah. you are. Yeah. It's Joey Bosa. What's happening, fella? Not much. Just getting tape off my hands still, apparently. But uh, just That's getting right. ready for these Saints coming tomorrow. Yeah, let's not nice worry about it. You know what I always say? I always say that preseason is a lie. I don't think yeah. there's so much. My goal is, at the, by the way, at this point in your career, aren't you now tenured enough that you could just be like, 
You know what, Coach? My groin. You know, I don't know if it's if it's right. It might might not be right till early September. Uh, well, they're coming into practice these next two days. Is what uh, I was talking about. So, th yeah, those times are important <laughs> to get in with them. I think preseason's pretty pretty important. Maybe you, not the you, game. I mean, of course, what are you going to just show up and play a regular season game? I'm saying that's what I would do. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Not going to look good. <laughs> no, so so there none none of those shenanigans like. Come on, do I really need to be here to train? Uh, I have to work out and everything. It's all hot out here and everything. Yeah, no. I mean, I hope people aren't complaining like that. And they're making millions of dollars to play football. So you put it into perspective. For yeah, me. it's pretty easy. Who, uh, who, Joey Bosa? Like I say, you're one of the great uh, sack artists in pro football. Who, uh, who's the most annoying QB to try in a sack? Annoying how? Like he's annoying off the field and I know it, or he's annoying to bring down? Well, you know what? I was thinking about, like, on the field, is he hard to wrangle? But <clears throat> if you have some insights on who's an yeah, annoying individual, I'd have, like to hear that. I don't too. have the second one, but I mean, Cam Newton damn near knocked me unconscious when I tried to take him down, so that was a pretty <laughs> tough one, I'd have to say. <laughs> so that's worse for you. Yeah, probably. He is, I mean, he is for real. You're you're a giant human yeah, being, and he's bigger than you, probably. Yeah. No, he's, I don't know about bigger, but he's he's huge. He's definitely huge. It's like trying to tackle another DM, that's for sure. Huh. And uh, do you lift? Do I lift? Yeah, wait. Uh, yeah, no, I just, I just eat junk food and lay around all day, and then I huh. come out for camp. Oh, well. Uh -huh. That's an yeah. interesting method. Uh -huh. um, let's go, uh, let's go, Bosa. Um, last year, I talked to your friend Melvin Ingram, and I asked him who was going to have more sacks in 2018. He won, obviously. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's let's uh, talk about it for 2019. Who well, wins the sack race? I mean, I'm going to have to say myself, but I hope it's a close race. Hmm. Yeah, that should be a fun race, though. It is. It really is shaping up to be. Yeah perhaps the best defense in football. Yeah. Let's go glass half full, glass half empty. Why is 2019 the Chargers year? Um, I mean, if you just look at the past few years, I think it's trending that way. I mean, 5 and 11, 9 and 7, 12 and 14. If, if that's saying anything, it's saying that we're moving in the right direction. We have a lot of the same pieces, and we're just adding more as we go. We're getting more comfortable in our system, so... I think it's we have a great opportunity this year what uh, let's go glass half empty if this isn't the chargers year why did it uh, get sideways um i mean that's that's a hard thing to say until it happens um i think the really the only team that's going to beat us this year is ourselves so we have all the we have great opportunity all the pieces to be great and win a super bowl we just have to take it upon ourselves to do it I, I always think it's a kind of a funny uh, thing. I remember when the uh, when the Ravens won the Super Bowl, and uh, everybody on the team was like, "What, what does yeah. this mean to, to help Ray Lewis win uh, another one?" And when the Steelers won with Jerome Bettis, like Jerome Bettis won. Like, yeah, yeah. you're on the team too. But Phil Rivers <laughs> is it, he is at the point of much discussion about yeah. like Hall of Fame and all that kind of stuff. And people always say, "Well, he doesn't have the the Brain. Super Bowl mm -hmm. on his resume." How do, do you yeah. guys talk about that at all? Like, yeah, we should do this for Phil. Um, gonna be honest, it's. I don't think that's a conversation that's had a lot around. I think it's just a group effort. Like, we all want to win. We all want to be a part of it together. Um, I think once it's all said and done, I think that would be something that would be talked about. Like, yeah, we did it for the older guys, did it for the vets that, you know, haven't had the opportunity to play in a Super Bowl yet. So, yeah, I think, I think we're all just playing for each other. It's not one first particular person like that. Uh, last question. I don't know if you saw the um, Sports Illustrated just did a whole bunch of college football stuff. Mm -hmm. Best helmet went to Notre Dame. I always like Bucky's helmet. Bucky's? You got those little, those, your, your little, uh, I always liked. I always liked that you had that little <laughs> leaf thing on that. Troll. What? That's a troll? Yeah. I went. Well, how, if you want to troll me back, Where'd I went to go? Indiana. Oh, okay, so no. You can make uh, fun of me. Hey, Notre Dame helmets aren't bad. They don't play up to their helmet ranking though. Oh. So. Oh, well, I think, Jerry, I think yeah, Jerry's about to come over here. You can tell him I said it. He wants. Gonna... He won't do anything about it. <laughs> Bosa, you're delightful. You yeah, know, I, I, I find you. You have you have a low key, uh, delightful way about Thank you. Thank you. Did you tell uh, Did you tell your brother anything that's like, hey, here's the big difference between the league? Yeah. Uh, 
I mean, I tell when people ask me that question, I I really haven't had to tell him much. Like, if he if I need need to tell him something, it's really important, and it's he just he's like a sponge, and he just holds on to all the information. He's he's a great listener, and he watches and learns everything. So. I mean, he was he was kicking ass out there. Already. I hope he does well, but I mean, I assume I speak for you when I say you don't want him to be as good as you. When it's all said and done, like twenty five years from <laughs> now, think, you you don't yeah. want it to be like, hey, you had a great Nick, career, Nick. Nick. Not was, as good as me, yeah. but, right? <laughs> I think it might be a little late for that. He's already he's uh, already on his way. Joey Bosa, yeah. you're well on your way to superstardom, <laughs> and in fact, you've already reached it. A pleasure to speak with you. Thanks. Good Thanks luck for in having 2019. Me. Stay healthy, Dave. Dave Yeah, swell fellow, right, Spaghetti? He was awesome. Like, uh, I know I said during the video show, he's one of my new favorite uh, players in the league. I hope that he's, uh, you know, is good enough that he can o- overcome the the loss of uh, Derwin James and potentially uh, Melvin Gordon. Uh, but he's a monster of a man. Like he was, he was cool with us. Like he's. And then on the other right. side, I talk about another delightful fellow, Melvin Ingram. Yeah, I mean, the, those two guys are, you could, you, people always do tandem. I, I saw on social media today, like the best tandem quarterback receiver. What about tandem pass rushers? I mean, Melvin Gordon and uh, Melvin Ingram and uh, Joey Bosa together. It's probably, Ooh, number they'd one. be up there with yeah. Chubb. Uh, I think Chubb blows Miller. up in his second season. He had a very quiet, good rookie season. All right, now let's go to a guy who had a nice season, scored a lot of touchdowns at least. Keenan, Al- Keenan Allen's counterpart, Keenan Allen, may not be out there, it seems like uh, early in the season, but no matter to Phil Rivers as long as he has this uh, this giant really kind of almost cuts the figure of a tight end. Almost. He's so big. Um, but uh, I talk about delightful. Here he is, everybody. Mike Williams. How? <laughs> That's Dave Damashek. Hey, uh, Mike, I'm thinking about before we get into it, I'm considering drafting you in fantasy and i don't know if you've heard there are a lot of people who are saying big year coming for mike williams talk me into it oh yeah for sure it's gonna be a lot of big plays being made out there this year you know i'm looking forward to it i feel like we're gonna have a a pretty good year and we just got to take it one game at a time and everything happen i'm not i listen i hope the team does well i know the team's gonna do well i'm not asking about (laughs) how keen and allen or hunter henry i'm talking about if i have mike williams on my fantasy team that's going to yield big numbers for me? For sure. I feel like okay. you pick me, it's gonna, you're going to have a big year. For sure. Hey, can I ask you something? Now that I'm looking at it here, look at these pants. I love. Yeah, I like yeah, the powder yeah. blue, uh-huh. and I like the white hats, although yeah. they still should put the black numbers back on them. You ever seen you how so? they? I've never seen that. Oh, yeah. It's ne- like, you know how that. Alabama has the white numbers yeah, on their yeah. hats? We had the black. The Chargers used to wear black numbers on yeah. the side. Of, wouldn't that be cool to we add? We need to do that one game, a little throwback, throwback yeah. uniforms. Here's the thing. Can you talk to the uniform makers here? Like, this is the stripe. You don't need the white stripe around that. The lightning bolt is the stripe. You I don't know? know. I like that, though. You I do? Feel like Why? It bring, I feel like it brings it out a lot more. I feel like the white brings out the gold in the, uh, on the side. So. All right. I guess we're going like to have to. I'm with that. We're going to have to agree to disagree yeah. on that one. Hey, uh, I, was just, uh, I was just talking to Bosa about this. Now I'm going to ask you about this. Tell me, glass half full, why is this the Chargers year to finally get over the hump, go to the Super Bowl yeah. and win it? I feel like we know what it takes now. I feel like we we got to the playoffs. You know, we played a hard-fought game versus the Patriots, and uh, we just couldn't get over the hump. And I feel like coming into this year, you know, we know the effort and the type of focus and everything we need to put into it. So I feel like we would come out a lot more focused, a lot more uh, detailed this season. And, you know, they take every game one game at a time. You know, it's a one-game season. And just you take care of that one game that you have to play that Sunday and everything happens. Uh, all right, let's go glass half empty then. If it doesn't happen for the Chargers, why did it not happen? What If, we're, if you and me are talking. Then... I don't want to think like that, though. <laughs> I don't want to think like that. I feel like we we capable of uh, winning every game that's scheduled now on our uh, schedule. So I feel like we're capable of doing that. So I like that I don't wanna, Yeah, I don't want to say that we're going to come out and have a four-win, four 12-loss season. I feel like we can come out and win every game. Next time, you know what? If anybody, including me, asks you a question like that again, take a swing at them. That makes the statement. Like, I'm not here to talk to talk negatively, yeah, you know, yeah, like that. Sure, sure. That'll, that'll go viral. Everybody yeah. will love that. Like, Mike Williams is serious about winning this year. Yeah. Um, speaking of winning, Clemson has been doing a lot of that. Uh, uh-huh. And uh, who's the best uh, Clemson wide receiver? I mean, uh, I'm sorry, who's the best Clemson quarterback of all time? Deshaun Watson or Trevor Lawrence? 
I play with Deshaun. So yeah, I, know. I, I know what Deshaun capable of doing. Right. Yeah, I done looked Deshaun in his eyes at the Alabama game when we were down, had to go down the last drive, you know, and finish it. And I know the type of, you know, quarterback he is. I never played with uh Trevor, but he's a great quarterback also. Won a national championship your first year there. So I mean, they both great quarterbacks, but I only can speak on who I played with. So I feel like Deshaun. He don't see the top of my boy right now. I like your loyalty. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, wide receiver, Chargers wide receiver over the summer, uh, Keenan Allen reviewed. Well, Levy and Bell asked him to review his hip hop, uh, <laughs> his hip hop track, and yeah. he he gave it an unfavorable review. Yeah. Keenan Allen's not here, but Mike Williams is. Have you heard Levy and Bell's latest track? No, I haven't. I don't really be listening to them like that. No, you don't? No, I don't. Not interested to find out? Nah. I stick to what I know. What's your favorite kind of music? <laughs> I listen to Meek Mill, uh, Young Thug, uh, Gunner, Lil Baby, stuff like that. Is your hair heavy? It's not. It's, it's not? not? It, it look heavy, though. I have uh, kind of thick th thick braids right now. I would think especially now, yeah, in summertime, like it would nah. be like an unnecessary burden to be dragging around, you know? <laughs> no, like I, had your... I had them for like five years, so I'm, I'm used to it. Yeah? Yeah. Um, do you feel like, um, you know, it's, it's one of those things that in the media catches on, like, <clears throat> you know, John Elway has to get a Super Bowl, and the Broncos are playing for John Elway to get over yeah. the hump kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. You saw that with Ray Lewis and yeah. so on. Do you guys talk about that at all? Do you nah. feel like, let's get Phil. Like, Phil needs one. You know, he nah. deserves it. Or is it like, yeah, I need one too? I feel I'll be saying, I feel like every year I just say the time is now. I feel like uh, if you didn't do it last year, why not this year? So I feel like you got to have that type of mentality. Why not us? Why we can't go out there and win the Super Bowl? Uh, you got to dream about it. Practice, practice for it, and it happened. Well, yeah, I mean that, that and, and the way you were playing towards the end of last year, this feels to me, and I'm not just saying this. Do you look around and you see the the, the Chiefs getting all the noise in 2018? Then you go in, and obviously you catch the uh, the game winner out there. It feels to me like this this conference, with all due respect to you and uh, the high powered Chargers, it's all about defense this year. And that con you looked around the conference, yeah, 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 how yeah. loaded it is defensively. Yeah, it's loaded, but I mean, I feel like it's gonna make the competition a lot better. I, I, I like competition, and I like going out there every day and playing against the best people in this league. So I feel like if the competition is in this conference, then we just got to go out there and prove ourselves that we're capable of making plays in this league. Who's the best? Who's the toughest one to go up against? I feel like we have the best players on our team. No, no, you. I mean, for you, when you line up against somebody, you know who's saying? like, oh, man, this, this guy's rough. It wasn't really nobody last year. I nobody? No. Like, nah. I feel like we play, we play some decent players, though. But I just feel like we just go out there and play our game. I mean, you do what you do. Is, you know, a lot of buzz. I know this is something that receivers kind of are interested in. Last year was all about Diggs and Thielen. It's yeah. 2019 the year. Everybody's talking about Allen and Williams. For sure. I feel like uh, coming into this year, we're going to this camp right here. We're making a lot of plays. So I feel like going into the season, it's going to uh, continue to do that. And I feel like the numbers are going to speak for itself. Um, and uh, last thing, are you looking forward to one last season in the soccer stadium before you move into the the big fancy new digs? Is it? It's, if nothing else, it's got to be a weird environment coming out of Death Valley and yeah, all that yeah, stuff, yeah. and coming out to a place where it's like yeah. there are half the number of people here as there were at my college games, and and half the people are cheering for the other team. Yeah, it was a little weird, you know, coming from a uh, eighty eighty thousand full stadium every. Saturday, basically, everybody screaming for you to go into the soccer stadium where, you know, a lot of people are against you. But I feel like the run that we put on last year, I feel like the it's going to be pretty lit this year. I feel like we're going to have a lot of fans in there, and it's going to be awesome. So I'm excited for this season. You know, it's our last season playing in that stadium, and I feel like it's going to be a good one. Who do you think uh, you're going to play in the Super Bowl this year? That was see. That was a good question. See, Why? Because I'm following your lead. I'm doing what you said. You, I didn't want to uh, think negatively. Who, whoever make it on that side, it don't even matter. Well, pick who, who's the best matchup for you. Like it who's like, matter. oh, we're gonna whip them. They're not even gonna. It'll you know? be good for the uh, Rams. The, the LA matchup. Oh, be, oh, the Rams would be good. That'd be great for the city. Right. LA versus LA. Now right, you heard it here, Mike Williams. That'd be just decent. guaranteed it. For sure. Now, I, ain't, I mean, <laughs> we focus on week one right now. All right. I like that. I like you too, Mike Williams. Sure, thank you so much it. for thank the you, time. Thank you. Thank Have you. a good one. Right. Stay healthy. I will. You're listening to David.
Shake. You buying him in fantasy this year, Spaghetti? I really like Michael Williams a lot this year. He he. You said it before. Uh, the we tossed the interview that his like he's almost like a tight end size. Like, people always say like Julio Jones, like that's the prototypical receiver. I saw him. I'm not sure if you were standing near me at the Chargers practice that day. That Phil Rivers threw the ball to him in the back pylon, and unfortunately it was uh, on Derwin James before obviously he was hurt. And Mike Williams went up there and grabbed that ball, and, like just twisted, got both feet in, like caught the thing and then he came over to us to do the interview and he's like got to be six four six five like north of 230 just like a big upper body for receiver he's he's like a, a beast of a man I, I can't see him just not being awesome like one of the best jump ball guys one of the yeah, best and phil guys. phil always is like those guys oh, yeah. from i mean he uh, there was a gaggle at the height of their powers in the mid uh in the mid aughts when they were you know going 13 and three and all that they i mean it was antonio gates was mm-hmm. the number one target and then it was a bunch of really long receiver six five Vincent Jackson, Jackson was the most yeah. talented of them but um that that was what uh what was out there with him I think Mike Williams and and Hunter Henry if Keenan Williams can also get back mm-hmm. I mean a lot I mean they're really even without Melvin Gordon all due respect um I really think that offense should be gangbusters and also they've finally seems at least uh, that they've addressed the interior of that offensive line um the defensive front if they can stuff the run a little bit better that I mean we, we talk about Bosa and Ingram and then Denzel Perryman's back there too who's a hammer in the run game and a guy who can upgrade it even further all the way from Notre Dame what did you tell me after we finished with him I wish we would have brought this up you said uh, Tillery speaks five languages he speaks a bunch of languages I think the people who speak five languages are they actually that's one of those things is that does anybody ever um challenge him on that like how fluent is he in those like can he have a conversation like i could could i go around claiming that i that i speak five languages who would ever catch me on that? it may not be i wouldn't quote me on five but he definitely speaks more than just english he speaks a a handful of languages because i just know from just following notre dame that his gpa was like super high and he majored in really tough category uh, and tough stuff at school and he i think did a bunch of trips like not during football season to go study and whatever and he's just like he's one of those people that is a smart person like football is almost like secondary and i don't mean that in a bad way i think he's awesome at football but uh he's a really well-rounded guy imagine if he ends up being dynamite what if what if he ends up being really good he's a mean streak he's really good he does you get yeah. you get the sense with him those guys that are soft spoken like yeah you can feel like in the, in the heat of uh of a tough game in the second half that he can really start to get nasty mm-hmm. you get you get that vibe off of him watching him um at, at Notre Dame and i also liked his well you'll hear his answer on some of those college football games or at least one of them what his response was is telling about his frame of mind when it when it comes to uh football games all right let's uh let's hear from him instead of hearing from me although you will hear my voice cuz i am talking to him so uh, apologies in advance for that. Here he is, everybody, Jerry Tillery. Oh, yeah. You're listening to Dave Damashek. Well, 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 a loaded defense is now even more loaded thanks to the presence of first-round pick from Notre Dame, Jerry Tillery. What's happening, man? How are you? Good. I'm really good. Really yeah, good. are you? Oh, so are you finding, I mean, it must feel a little anticlimactic to go from South Bend, Indiana to Los Angeles, California. Pretty much the same place? Oh, identical. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is obviously a lot different from where I've come from at uh, Notre Dame. But I love it here. You know, I loved it there. I'm someone who can adapt easily. So uh, I think it's been a really good transition in coming here. So. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, not yeah. bad uh, with uh, all the stuff it's that people nice, say actually. about L.A. Yeah. Yeah, not, not bad once you get out here, right? Yeah, it's pretty nice. Um, speaking of pretty good, I think the uh, the Chargers stand to be a dominant defense mm-hmm. potentially this year. Um, I don't know your ability to assess it given that you've been around for a few weeks, but uh, what do you make of uh, joining a unit that already had Ingram and Bosa and Derwin James and so on? Such a loaded group, eh? Yes, we are a very talented defense, and I think when we are, when we go for uh, you know when we gotta have a play, we we're one that can come up with it, and uh, you know obviously coming into a D line room that's already really 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 good, to uh, hopefully try to make it a little bit better. I think that's my that's my goal. Well, you're gonna be primarily, I assume, on the inside of that defense. Um, can I give Don't you? Don't assume. Well, okay, well, you'll move around. Either way, my tip to you is 
and I tell this to a lot of football guys, lift weights because mm-hmm. that makes you strong. Thank you. So you should consider doing that. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> you can use it. You don't have to do it, but it's a good idea. What do you think about uh, the better helmet that you've worn, the Chargers helmet, that nice white one with the bolts on it, mm-hmm. or the gold hat of Notre Dame? So, I mean, they're actually identical on the inside, so the mm. feel is the same. But uh, but I think, you know, whichever whichever helmet I have on, I'm, one, I'm, I'm trying to shine in it. That's interesting. It's pretty deep. Like, yeah. they're the same on the inside. I like that. So you don't anticipate that there are any, like, this year down the line, any holdouts related to, uh, like, not getting the right helmet? Yeah, probably no holdouts for not me uh, behind the helmet. But... Uh, I respect those who, do, who who feel that strongly about the helmet that they wear. You're not talking about anybody in particular. I'm just saying. Come on. No way. No mm-hmm. way. Um, you've gotten to see them both up close and personal now. Who's going to have more sacks this year, Bosa or Ingram? We'll see. We'll see. I mean, you ask Joey, he'll tell you him. He but, did. But Melvin, That's what Joey told me. Ask Joey. Ask Melvin. I'm sure he'll, he'll tell you it's going to be him. All right. Why so, don't you uh, play tiebreaker? I think I think uh, I think they'll both have a great year, and you know I'm looking to uh, I'm looking to be a, a contributing factor. Look at Tillery the diplomat. I love it. I Come like on. it. Who They're are you? Uh, <laughs> who are the Chargers going to play in the Super Bowl? Again, that's one. I think you know whoever whoever we are playing, I like our chances. Hmm. I like our chances to win that game. So uh, once we make it there, uh, we'll we'll have another conversation in Miami. Glass half full. Why is this the year of the Chargers? I think, you know, we're to whatever year, you know, we're able to put enough plays together and uh, win enough games to uh, get there. I think if, you know, we got the, I think we have the right players in place and um, we're going to win a lot of games this year. Glass half empty. Why don't the Chargers win it all this year? I like that. Just silence. Just a just a disagreeable uh, look in my direction. And that's the extent of it, huh? <laughs> that's I like it. That. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I like that very much. Who are you looking forward to hopefully sacking this year? If you get, if I told you you're going to have one sack this year, who would you ideally? Well, hopefully, get I'll have about? more than one. But, I know. I'm uh, just but, saying. You know, just say. our first our first game is against the Colts. So, whoever's that quarterback down there, I think I, I think I hope it's him. That'd be nice. Yeah. Do you have a Do you have any sort of a dance or anything planned? We'll see. Something. It'll come to me. What number have you gone with? Forgive me for asking. Ninety nine. It was my number from college. Ninety nine. You yeah. can't do any better as a as a defensive lineman, right? I think so. I think so. I mean, that's pretty good. Some guys like could go like sixty. Like, yeah, you know? I know. 99 is a lot better. Trying, I think. You know? Yeah, exactly. 99 is way better. It's crazy to think that Ingram and Bosa, neither one of them claimed that even, huh? Joey actually had that number last year. So I he thought did. he did. When yeah. you said, I thought, like, didn't Bosa? And I saw him in 97, and I thought yeah. that he must have swapped that out. That's catching on around uh, the Chargers. Yeah, thing. good timing, you know. Once, you know, I come in, Joey decides to change numbers. So. I, I talked to Mike Williams um, about the Clemson days a little bit, and that uh, brings to mind for me that um, last year some Clemson guys said that uh, the tougher challenge they had than, uh, than the Tide in the title game was, in fact, Notre Dame. How does that make you feel? I mean, we didn't win the game, so it doesn't really change my feelings toward, you know, what happened. But I think, I think we were, you know, a better team uh, – than you know some a lot of the teams that they played so would you would you be sad if notre dame won the national championship this year the first year you were kidding me no way you'd like that that would be amazing well because i'm vain i wouldn't like that i'd be like hey have a good season but just don't be as good as you were when i was there no way no way you'd like that yeah no I'd i'd love to see notre dame win the national championship well, maybe, yeah, like as long as you are in the midst of a Super Bowl run, of course. then it'd be cool. Of course. Are you kids in exactly. your national title? <laughs> I'm chasing a Lombardi over here, That's right. right. That's, that's, the, that's the goal here. Um, you, like I say, the defense is loaded, not just with talent, but with characters. Casey Hayward, uh, Derwin James, Melvin Gordon, Bosa. Um, it's a great group of guys, easy to root for. Um, I don't really have a question here other than <laughs> that I find them all delightful. But As do I. Is Phil, who would you say is, 
if we take Phil out of the conversation, because anybody who has a high-end quarterback, he's the linchpin to things to some degree, who would you consider, from what you've seen, the Jenga piece of these Chargers? Which is to say, if he were gone, then the whole thing might implode. I mean, I think that it's more about culture that, that we've built here. You know, it's, not, it's no single player that, uh, that makes it all run. You know, it's, it's you know, whoever's in there, you know, if you're, you're playing for the Chargers, you know you gotta, you gotta make a play. You gotta come up with one for us. So uh, I think that it's more, uh, you know, whoever, whoever's in there is gonna, is, gonna, is gonna play well. And, uh, you know, obviously we got a lot of playmakers who, uh, who can do that. So, so it's, it's whoever's in there, I think. Is the piece is the is the person who's going to well who's Gus gonna Bradley? Yeah, us. I mean, uh, yeah, Bradley's uh, speaking of characters and also a guy who uh, with uh, with the defense uh, produces results. Last thing, while the other side of the country is buzzing about which twenty six is going to be better in uh, New York running the ball, which ninety nine on the defensive front in Los Angeles is going to be the superior player by the end of uh, twenty nineteen? We'll see. I like my chances. Oh, how about that, Aaron Donald? How do you like that? Maybe maybe you guys will get together in Miami. Maybe could, that's who you'll play at the Super Bowl. Could be. All right. Well, listen, I wish you all the best. Good health. Thanks, Dave. A long playoff run. Perhaps we'll catch up all the way on the other side. In Miami. In Miami. And then you, me, and 99, the other one, the other 99. we got to come up with something about that. Do you have a good defensive nickname yet, by the way? Not yet. For the unit? I'll Not work yet. on it. I'll get back to you. Perfect. Okay? Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Appreciate Bob. it. Best wishes, Dave. You too. You listen to Dave, I like this moxie too on the '99 question. There, spaghetti. Yeah, but he, one thinks he could play them in the Super Bowl. I mean, you, he does, is a guy that won't say it, but is definitely rooting for himself uh, and thinks he is like the. One well, of the who isn't rooting for themselves? I think there's some guys who'd be like, "Oh no, he's a, you know Aaron Donald's a great player." Like you know, oh I see. Like fill his shoes. I think Jerry Taylor is like, "No, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that." Like I said, mean streak. Like he has gotten into some trouble on the field in Notre Dame before, like with suspensions and stepping up. Like he has that kind of I don't want to say Indomitian Sue type vibe going on. He's a very very nice guy, but I I think he definitely is gonna make a name for himself. Not until the last twenty years of uh, of our society has that become a problem for people. Again, very large human beings whose job it is yeah. to run into other large human beings on purposes it become an issue that they have a nasty streak i I, i'll refer you to deacon jones and mean joe green and uh and and point to them as uh their their mean streaks not really holding them back from football success it seems like things turned out all right for those guys i think so and perhaps it will for uh, jerry tillery anyway good times uh with the chargers thanks to everybody there in costa mesa for uh for making it so we had uh we had a wonderful time as always we look forward to getting back out there or uh to carson to see um if not before we're going to go down there to see the uh, steelers and chargers game in early october um and yeah we're it's getting close spaghetti by the time the next time i see you by the next time i speak with you we will uh, we'll be that much closer to kickoff. We'll be, what, a handful of days, maybe yeah. even in sig- single digits by the time uh, the next time we speak. Until then, thanks so much, football fans. We'll talk to you next week. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.